ladies and gentlemen uh we are back <laughs> with the podcast i'm your host dallas maxwell i got a very 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 uh special uh guest on the on the on the chat today a uh, very busy man hard to get in contact with but that's how it should be and so what this really is is like this is the local legends uh series right so i do regular videos where i talk about things that i think is important that people want to talk about but while i'm passionate about local legends is it's like it's like adding a face to a person that you can that you kind of know you know what i'm saying a lot of times when people go through the process of achieving success, they seem so far out there. And we start on the out instead of circling and going out with people that we actually know. And specifically um, with you, and I'm gonna call this uh, the, the local legends slash uh, go against the grain and create your own lane series, AKA millennial breakout. So today I got uh, Clifton Prescott, uh, celebrity photographer. I think we, we can call it that now. Um, you definitely got that going on. And I wanted to, and when I, the reason why I say millennial breakouts and Clifton, this is so important. And we've had these conversations before, like in the chair, which is why this is so cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool for me because I knew from the rip, you know what I'm saying? I knew from the rip when you were still in school or you were finishing up school, First time you came into the salon and, you know, it's funny, man, because like when I think about it and I'm sure you'll be able to shed some light, you know, there's this thing that I guess they used to call like the it factor. Right. Mm. And no, you can't really describe it, but, you know, when someone's got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm sure, you know, with what you do with chemistry, certain people are more natural and other people you got to kind of get into the zone whatever yeah, but yeah. i knew whatever you were up to it was going to happen without a doubt it was just a matter of time so that's why it's exciting for me you know what i'm saying to kind of have a front row seat and watch the whole thing from the vision and the reason why i call it millennial breakout breakouts and I, you know i you know i talked to my brother and i've talked to you about this is that i don't want to say there's a bad rap but i think that you guys are underrepresented in terms of your actual power. You know what I'm saying? And, and the reason why I say go against the grain and follow your own lane is I find like a lot of uh, people in your, in your bracket kind of struggle with pursuing what they want to do. It's kind of like trying to fit into some box. It's like a suit that doesn't fit you, but you got to go to a dance and then you realize it doesn't fit you like this is whack. And then you got to go. You have the opportunity or the courage to go and do your own thing. So I want to just start off with asking you. And for those who aren't watching, um, I mean, real quick, Clifton, just describe what you do um, in a nutshell or however you want to do it, how you got started, what you do. And then I'm going to roll into my, my, my next thing. All right. So first, thank you for having me on this show. So an honor. Um, I mean, this platform is pretty amazing because I think we we we've been doing this before podcasting before for sure. You know, like like you said, chopping it up in the chair. So I'm definitely honored to be here um, and have like a you know have this chat, uh, an open chat, an open conversation where other people can you know kind of get into a yeah. It, it was never barber talk because it was you you had a salon. It was a it was way bigger than a barbershop. This is salon talk is even is even more. It, it's, I don't even know if it's salon. It's it, it was 
I don't even know what to call it, but it was definitely elevated thinking and elevated conversations from the start. So definitely an honor. And, you know, I couldn't, I, you know, for those who are watching, I had to make sure that, you know, you sent me a little care package. So I had to represent. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Emperor B, I see you rocking yours. So I appreciate you. Let me throw this on real quick. Before, uh, <laughs> throw it That's on. what it is. You see, okay. I appreciate the plug. Yeah, those, those are custom for you. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> My right. man. Hey, let me say something real quick, though, uh, Clifton, is because when you say the chair in the salon, like I've talked about this before on, on the podcast, but I want to give people a little bit of context, right? People know that I was a barber or whatever. Maybe they know I owned a salon for 10 years or whatever. And I, what I did enjoy about outside of the art of it or whatever is the relationships and the type of people that you get to meet. You know what I'm saying? I can count on my hands, but I've I've developed some lifelong friendships. And like you, like for me, you know, cutting hair was also a thing that I did or whatever. And I felt like, you know, whatever. But it was more about the interaction and the connection. You know what I'm saying? I was always trying to build and add. You know what I'm saying? And you had one of those kinds of minds that was like like a sponge, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like between the smile, between the attitude <laughs> and between being cold. No, nah, it's real because listen, yeah. listen, dude, when you when you come in a room and yeah. you smile, it disarms people like a person, period. But mm -hmm. that's that's one of the that's one of the mojos you got going for you. It cuts through everything. You know what I'm saying? So I actually it's funny, man, now that we're actually here and there's going to be more here's. And what I say by here is at this point. I knew it would come at some point. And that's why I told you in a text, like, we got to tie it all together. Like, we got to narrate the journey of start, the middle, the darks, the ups, the highs, the lows, the not quitting, the persevering, and then getting that confirmation. It ain't nothing like getting that confirmation. Like, damn, I follow my heart. I didn't stop. I went after it and, and, it, and it happened. So when he says the chair, you know, I just really wanted to bring online some of the conversations and the kinds of conversations that we would have and right. that people could benefit from. Cause I would be like, damn, man, if certain people could hear this, I'm sure this would mean something to somebody because it means something to me and I'm sure it meant something to you. So I just right. wanted to give people a little bit of context of how this, how this thing kind of started. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, can, I can definitely answer your, you know, like, like you said, tell a little, little bit about my story. I, uh, um, you know, 2007, you know, my, my family, we were, we were the tech family. So we always had like the newest whatever on the block. And at the time, I believe that's like when DSLRs were starting to get popping. Mm. I think I had a camera beforehand, but I never really took it too serious. But then like DSLRs came out, my dad, you know, uh, bought it and I was just bringing it everywhere. And I was shooting, and I was a soccer player at the time. So, um, I was like photographing teammates, photographing, you know, soccer stars like Ronaldinho and all, you know, we had season tickets at Giant Stadium when, when it was around. So like anytime, like there was a big game or whatever, I would always bring the camera. So mm -hmm. that was like my first big exposure to like photography for real. And then um, I would just continue that journey uh, throughout, you know, the, the following years. Like, I, you know, I had like a, a friend that came over and you know, I had my camera out and we just started taking photos. And then apparently one of the photos that I took, uh, 
this was around when I was like 18 or 19. Yeah, one of the photos that I took, it got her signed to an agency. She was like, yo, Ooh. you should do this for real. And I was like, I guess so. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that excitement, seeing how I helped a friend, you know, change the course of their life, you know, in wow. a way through, through a tool at the mm. time. I didn't know, I didn't know it was like a tool that I, you know, a tool that would, that would bring out what is in my eye, what's in my vision, what's in my heart, mm. you know, how I felt about her was then captured through this tool to be able to, uh, you know, present to the world. So I was like, oh, snap, like my, my, my visual opinion got somebody changed change the life of somebody changed the life of a friend of mine so i thought that was interesting and i kept it going um and then later in life you know i would start studying like the greats and uh um trying to understand like photo shoots and such and and that teamwork aspect of photo shoots is what like attracted me as well because i'm a, i was a soccer player and i, mm -hmm. I love everything team-based uh, and and being the captain, I guess you can say on 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 those sets, but um, after that, you know, I would then, you know, hustle like you know we you and I we met when like towards the later years of my college career. Yeah. So you know, I was thinking, I was like, you met me at my lowest, but I mean, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I would call it the lowest. Maybe it's the highest of the lowest. You know. Ooh, um, <laughs> it's levels to it. <laughs> levels to the levels to that. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you know, when I say lowest, it's like, you know, like a lot of people say like, you met me, at, I met you at my lowest, but I'm like, what do you expect from an 18 year old? You know, I'm not supposed to be a billionaire or a millionaire yet there's certain parts of the journey that I have to go through at those young, at that young age to get to where I'm at now. And I'm not, and I've, I have not arrived yet, but um, you've met me at an earlier stage in my life when I was trying to figure it all out. Um, but like you said, you saw something in me um, and I appreciate you for that because I felt like, you know, like you said, it wasn't just a salon. It wasn't just a, a an organization it was more than that. It was a way to reach out to the community and, and like, and, and really mine and tap into who's next, who's mm. now. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it was our talks at the salon or not. I think I know it was, it was, you know, I've had talks with many people, but it was our talks at the salons. Like I would look forward to getting a haircut from you, but it was more so like, I'm about to get put onto some game as well. That's going to help. Uh, in my journey, because you were already doing that in your sphere, in your industry. And uh, so, you know, as a younger artist, I would, you know, I would always love coming to, you know, to your shop and, and getting that wisdom. And then I would apply the things that we've talked about, even the books that you've told me to read over the years and such. So it's like, I would apply some of these things. And, and as I'm in pursuit of my, my job, which would then become my career. Um, and then, you know, you know, still hustling, still, you know, hitting the grindstone and whatnot, I was, I was able to, um, you know, work at multiple, I eventually went from being a photographer to then like lowering myself to be an apprentice, a, an unpaid apprentice. And then, and then working at you know camera stores and, and rental houses and, and 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 production rental houses that are completely not unrelated but i was not shooting anything i was not i didn't have a camera in my hand to actually create it was more i was in support role 
uh, quality control role, like completely lowering myself. But that's the thing. I think, um, I mean, shoot, I'm jumping all over the place and I'm sorry about that. But it's thing like, now you I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand right now. And, and there's, there's pros and cons to YouTube, but like you have to lower, I come from the generation, maybe the last part. You're the last. Yeah, it might be the last. <laughs> the last part of the generation that had to lower themselves to get higher. Ooh. Like you have to stay down to come up. Ooh. Yeah. Stay Ooh. down to come up Humble yourself. Work for free apprentice. I feel like apprenticeship is not promoted as much as, uh, as people it need to. And that, that was something that I did. And I mean, I worked at, you know, for those who are watching, who might know, like I worked at Adorama rentals. I worked at milk studios in the city as general employee and I was I was excited coming into these places like first of all um you know I graduated college um then was unemployed for like 11 months I think you we were you definitely knew me during that unemployed section and then I became a a salesman at BMW I remember that yeah you remember those days <laughs> yeah and yeah, uh, right so it's like I had I did that for 11 months but I was always shooting when I was at BMW mm. And um, then I, I got laid off my boss because he saw like this Instagram was out and my boss, like <laughs> everybody in my office followed me on the ground. They're like, he shoots models and all oh, this is so cool. But my, my um, the, the president of the company like saw my stuff on my online. He was like, hey, like I, I see that you're doing other stuff. And he's like, you're a great kid but your focus is somewhere else right now. And I think that you need to pursue that. Mm. And I was like tight. Cause I was like, I needed that job, but, and uh, I was mad at him for years, but then I later realized like I needed that, that like, if he didn't do that, I'd probably still be there. Um, <clears throat> so I then went to work at Milk Studios, which is arguably the best photo studio in the world. And I came in with my, BMW sales suit on, ready, like, let's, all right, like, what's up, talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to sell myself. Yeah. And everybody's looking at me like, what is this kid doing? He's got a suit on, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm entering the art world, and I'm like, why is everybody dressed in black and looks dirty and disheveled? Like, y'all didn't get no sleep. What is going on? And they're, they're like obviously he's ready to work so yeah come in next come in on monday i think i came in friday for an interview with a full suit on <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i thought i was about to get an executive level position <laughs> i had a suit on and everybody else was dressed like they were workers and i was like i'm not a worker you feel me and i Let get it be known monday. i feel you <laughs> i get there monday they're like yo put some comfortable clothes on you know ideally black and i was like cool i'll do that and then I get there and they like tell me like, all right, so first um, it's busy. I mean, I walk into the office, I walk into the studio and it's like Madonna's on my left, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's on like downstairs. Like, and I just had to do something for them. I'm just being asked to do everything, but it's exciting because you're seeing all the people. And then my, my, my superior at the time was like, all right, so Every five, every like, every 15 minutes, go, go clean the bathroom. Ooh. I'm like, whoa, whoa, nah. 
Ooh, and like ain't no like, cameras in there. What I'm doing in there? What am <laughs> yeah. I, I, was like, I think I think you gotta mess up. I'm not here for that. I I, <laughs> I have a college degree. <laughs> you know, I graduated from NJIT. I'm sorry. I I don't think you understand what I'm here for. Yeah. And it was lots of moments like that. Clean the bathroom every 15 minutes. Ooh. Wipe the windows. And remember, they asked me to wipe uh, to wash the windows in the uh, in one of the meeting rooms and the owner of milk studios came in to have a meeting didn't even like greet me or anything and it's no like this is no this is no shade but i mean obviously my i have my thoughts about leadership you know you, gotta, you should greet everybody but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah he didn't even greet me like and i was just like i was tight i was like yo i don't know what y'all have me here for but i'm not supposed to be doing this <laughs> um but then I realized later, like it was one of those moments or was or not one of those seasons, stay low to get high. And it's like now jumping forward to like me at 32, I don't, uh, I, this, I wouldn't want somebody who, do, who hasn't done that to work for me. Like, because it's like, you just want to come straight into being a star and it's just like, how can you be the how can you be the best leader that you can be? How can you be the best leader? How can you be the you know best captain if you haven't really done almost all the roles underneath to manage the ship? And I and that happens all the time. Every time I go out and about in the world and I'm looking for assistance, there's actually like a database where people like say, like, hey, like I need an assistant. Uh, is there anybody at milk? Because milk will put you through it, milk studios. They will put you through it, in a, but it's for your good in a way. And it, it matters how you handle it. Some people go through it and they, you know, if they stayed in my mind space where I'm, I ain't supposed to be here or they're just like, you know, they're not really taking time to learn the lessons. You're not going to, you're not going to win later in life. But like, there are literally photographers and artists and productions that will specifically go and ask Milk Studios for, hey, you have somebody who's a hard worker. Like, I need them on set. Mm. And it was those years at Milk, you know, which then I left Milk to go to Adorama Rental so I can um, start touching it more equipment. And, mm. and, and it was I thought it was a level <laughs> it ended up being another lateral move, but it was good because I can really start getting relationship. Mm -hmm. And I gained relationship with the companies that were shooting in Milk who needed equipment to shoot in Milk or to shoot in other locations. So I would then build my network then. And I, I mean, me working in sales, you know, uh, a year before all, or a year and two years before all that, I understood the value of networking. So I knew that, hey, like, I'm not making much money right now. I'm making enough to go to work. <laughs> I'm making enough to go to work and to pay my school loans, but not, nothing else. But I know that it's going to lead to something else. Yeah. Um, Eventually, you know, did my time there, almost two years there, and went and opened up my photo studio. Uh, I went and opened a photo studio because I, I was a, I, I met some people on the way and, and uh, I was like, let me just come up with a business, uh, a business, uh, what's it called? Like when, plan? Plan, yeah, sorry. I almost want to say business model, but business plan. Yeah, I made yeah, a business yeah, yeah. I made like a 30 page business plan. Damn. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. And 
I had that studio for like eight, nine months because I just, even even with the plan, I had no clue about how to manage money. Yeah, 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 but it was cool though, because it was the experience. Um, but it was, uh, I say all this because there's beauty at the end of the tunnel because I went and took on a 2,500, you know, $2,500 um, a month rent for that space and did it up, tried to make it a mini milk. Like Ooh. I did everything I can. I think you've been there too. You, you were, you, you went, did you? I, no, you we, I was supposed to come there for the grand open. I don't know if the schedules conflicted or something like that, but I didn't, I didn't end up being in the physical space, but I know what okay, you're talking gotcha. about. I remember when you yeah. opened it up. <clears throat> but I, I opened it up and, you know, I was trying to find people to rent it eventually. Like, I was just like, let me just give it away for free sometimes. So I started like letting like Vogue use it for free. Harvard. Mm. Like I was, I was just trying to get my name out there, but yeah. it, it didn't work. Ended up getting in, in, in debt because of it. Yep. And I, I got out. Um, and two weeks after I had to let go of the studio, that's when I get a call from Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon's folks. And they're like, hey, we were looking for a photographer to shoot in our new music video that we have going on. But like the scene is a photo studio. So ideally we're looking for a photographer who has a photo studio and your name came up. I gave up the studio two weeks before. <laughs> uh, so it's beautiful. I was, <laughs> I was like, I have to like, I gotta find a way. I gotta keep, I, I gotta get this opportunity somehow. And my neighbor in the building, um, uh, Evan Rogers, he actually, he let me use his studio to act like it was mine because he knew like the opportunity that I had. And so we get there, I'm using the studio, you know, we're doing the music video. We were doing a remake of Flavor in Your Ear. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the scene is the photo shoot and they got me cameoing in it. Like, I'm feeling cool. Like, it's Nick Cannon, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. And it was Nick and like uh, three of his, uh, you know, signed rappers, Charlie Clips, Hitman Holler and Conceited. So, and my boy, who is now my brother, Jordan, um, who gave me this opportunity and put my name in those, in those, you know, conversations. Yeah. And it, that was the transition moment where, you know, like everybody now knows me from working with Nick and while and out and all these other shows, but like that, it was all those years of humbling myself and lowering myself and going through moments where, you know, bills aren't getting paid. You know, I, I eventually, it got up to like, I think I was like $8,000 behind asking money from asking for money from family and, and my girlfriend at the time to help who's my wife now, but like asking to help, you know, help me get me out of this situation because I overestimated myself. But like you said, you, you know, you see, like you saw it in me. I know it's in me, but I just didn't, I didn't know how to like bring it about, but you know, I did it in a youthful way. I took a chance on myself, but I think the biggest thing was, and I think Jay-Z said this at one point too, is that we just didn't give up. <laughs> not only did he say that, he, he called it genius. Like that's right, not that profound thing, of a plan. The genius he thing said, is that we didn't he said, give the up. The genius thing that we did was didn't give up. You know, that don't yeah. seem like something that's genius. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, 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 but hold that thought. And I want to put a pin in it because 
you just spilled so many jewels from the treasure chest. I got to contextualize it. You know what I'm saying? For no, 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 no. Do your thing. This is exactly what I want to happen. So boom. Like, and let me just say this, uh, is that like, so I call myself the dot connector, right? And so all of these experiences, right, that you listed are what we call dots, right? And then if you can number the dots, you can put them together to create a picture that's your life. So we said millennial breakout. There's a couple of things you said. I, I got and I, I got to turn what you're saying into a recipe in case people are just listening to it as sound bites. Like because there's a movie here. This is not just a snapshot. Right. Yeah. So we're, first of all, you said my visual opinion bars. I've never heard anybody say that before. Visual opinion it came off the top. Right. There. Man, that was off the domey dome. Listen, visual opinion. And the reason why that means so much that you said that and you understand that, which is why it contributes to your success, is because that's a true creator's perspective. Yeah. As creators, we see things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Then we have to either get the tools, develop the skill. It's already in your head. Yeah. The gap that needs to be bridged is how am I going to do this? You know what I'm saying? Where do I start? So that visual opinion, and that's how I always look. I mean, you talk about cutting hair, it's like, I'm not going to give you that haircut because it's going to look whack on you. I have a visual opinion of what it should look like. Right. And most people don't even have an opinion. They're trying to do what they're told or do what's popular or do what people's asking. When your perspective and your opinion is your brand, and that's what you can print the money with. Like right. if you're trying to be like and do like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with emulating like success principles or something like that, but you got to have your point of view. So that that's key. And I want to also say there's, it's, there's, there's also a responsibility, though, when you have visual opinion. There, that's that's why when you're a creator, there's such a bit like people just think you can just jump into photography or jump into being a. Uh, a, a cosmetologist or a barber or whatever like like there's a responsibility and 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 it's so under it's it's getting more appreciated but i still feel it's underrated like we are literally in charge of the culture of the world of many cultures and because of our visual opinion we can shift what other people deem as cool or bad good or good or bad cool or not you know, pretty or ugly. And there's such a responsibility behind our visual opinion that like, it's like, you have to be very careful because like, I remember like when I was getting into Photoshop and starting to adjust people's like bodies and faces to what I thought. And that we, you know, in those early days, like it was all about, you know, super Photoshop. But then it's like, oh, wait, you have a visual, you have a responsibility to like present what's real because then people are going to try to live out the fake. And we're a little early right now, but it makes me think that it was the irresponsible, irresponsible actions of many in, in knowingly and unknowingly that has brought us here to what we call the metaverse where people want to live out what they think they look like or they think they ought to look like you know what i'm saying it's listen I like, like we're really responsible for culture when you know visual artists um like it's 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 major like that, well like it's the years of 
you know what, I'm going to make this skin lighter or years of I'm going to make their skin or I'm going to make their nose, you know, sharper or I'm going to make their butt bigger or I'm going to make their boots like it's it's years of that. And it, you know, introduced it. Get, it's like, oh, like, oh, that's crazy. And then you start seeing it for one year and two years and three years. And then it's like it becomes normal. And I'm like, yo, you have a you have a actual societal responsibility to keep it real because if you don't control it you're going to you're going to or we're going to um change the world in possibly a, a an adverse way sorry it just came to my mind just now nah, 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 this is this is like this is like a this is like a jewel factory man like so yeah. first of all it's funny like i always tell my daughter because i've always talked to her like an adult since she was two and she could understand and i said i know this <laughs> with knowledge or understanding comes power yeah and with power comes responsibility right so, 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 and then there, there's an integrity piece there in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be responsible. Most people don't have to be responsible. Clifton has to be responsible. And, and, and that's, what's the difference? Like, 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 like people don't understand. It's like, yo, you give me this weapon because I'm in control of brain processing. I'm in control of what people conclusions they might draw. I'm conclude con in control of how, a woman on some level might ultimately feel about herself. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, I could extrapolate that down and now she's in a relationship. She's insecure right. because she's looking at the picture. <laughs> right. She doesn't even know right. what the real person looks like. If you saw the real person, you wouldn't be so hard on yourself. You would be a little bit more confident, which means you would approach like, like, like the domino, the trickle down of all that is bonkers. Nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people are not eating. They got all kind of believe they got all type of disease. And then that's not even real. Yeah. So, so, so to, to, to have integrity and to use the word responsibility as a photographer, man, I'm just impressed, man. I'm not impressed, surprised, impressed, but it's the reason. It's the reason why we're here. It's the reason why we kept in Chuck. It, it, it's, it's a, you know, just like some of those texts, man, whatever. So we are texting about, you know, eagles and pigeons, man. It's like, it's like, that's eagle level responsibility. It's eagle <laughs> level perspective. It's eagle level integrity which is what is the only thing that stands the test of time. Right. You know what I'm saying? One of the questions that I used to ask people on interviews is what is the difference between trends and style? Mm. To see if they understood the difference between what's popular and what's stylish, because stylish and style is timeless, whereas trends aren't, they come and go. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the perspective is so important. And you said another thing, too, that I want to just I want to just add some pieces to, as you said, started at the bottom. Right. Right. It's not the bottom ever. It's the beginning of a new board. Right. So if you're playing a game and you get to the next board, you'll be in the beginning of that board. And another thing that you said, and we're talking about millennial breakouts, uh, uh, you know, going against the grain and creating your own lane. One of the, a couple of the things that you said that's a game changer that sets you apart, which is why most people don't break through, is they have pride about how they should grow yeah. or pride about how they should learn. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to have an opinion 
about learning something you don't know. Right. How, how do you know that you don't need to go clean toilets just to tap your chin to see what your perspective is on who needs to do stuff and what needs to get done? Right, right. And 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 see, you you do you do at the BMW dealership. He he probably threw you one of the meanest alley oops ever. Right. A, and not knowing it, he like, dude, come on, man, stop playing, <laughs> stop playing with his cars, Mister, and go be a star, man. Knock <laughs> it off, like like you're not gonna be trying to read the new pamphlets to sell the new i325 when you're really thinking about <laughs> how I can get these angles and this lighting right. I right, you know where your heart's at. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He just I mean, added me on LinkedIn too. No, I already know. And, and, and he has like, oh, how you doing? <laughs> exactly. So you knew that. And then that whole starting and doing things. And, and so there's the expectation versus the reality. And then how do you deal with the difference? You stowed up in a shoot. You're like on paper, I got a four-year degree. I've been I've been doing photography. I'm published. I and that equals me being treated. Right. Like X, and and I don't feel too much X going on right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> lots of Y. Why am I treated like this? Why is a lot of Y, not but not a lot of X. I love X. But the beauty of it is, stay down to come up, keeping the theme going. Because you were hungry, and you wanted it, you didn't have an opinion on necessarily how those things should happen and you pro i tell you man i was talking about i'm gonna Uncle be Leo. honest though i did i did i was like I, it was like you know growing up in church and paying attention to you know sermons and messages and stuff i will say that i knew what is right and i, I mean and i grew up around some really profound like leaders too like my my family we had a leadership conference business uh, throughout the years and like Miles Monroe, Mike Murdoch, Pastor A.R. Bernard, like these like friends of ours having like sitting in our living room and having Chinese food friends. Mm. So like I grew up it's around leader, leadership. Yeah. Yeah, I grew yeah. up around it and I I knew it. But I did in my mind, I I, I I'm gonna be transparent because I want people to know like it wasn't like I did have in my mind I was gonna I'm supposed to be a I'm supposed to be a star, but in my mind, in the back of my mind, I knew that it, 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 that wasn't the right way. There was levels of pride there. I will say that. All right. That's natural. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't let it take over me. That's the one thing. That's natural. Right. Yeah. That's natural. I I appreciate the pride. Yeah. I appreciate the clarity because because yeah. it's important, man. You know, yeah. when you get to doing stuff, you might already start getting a little too cool, and you're like, "Yeah," because you know, when I started out, man, I always knew it was, it was just a matter of time for me. Like, like, like you right, were right, right. <laughs> like you I went outside, like, great. "Damn, is this?" <laughs> but 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 something did have to kick in and be like, "I feel you," but go ahead and do it anyway. Like something would have had to be like. Yeah. And, and the reason why this is important, Clifton, we talk about millennial breakout breakouts is because my experience, and this is from being in a position where I'm hiring people and training and working people, people want to lift the weight before they have the muscle. Yeah. I want to take these 50s and curl them. Whoa there, get you the 15s. <laughs> and, and and that feels for people that don't understand the process it feels slow 
It might feel like a waste of time. It might feel like, how can I become a better photographer by cleaning toilets? You know, you might want to, you might be asking yourself like that. You do the CEO, the owner comes in, doesn't even respect me with the, the dignity of a greeting. I'm here washing your window. You could have went a lot of places with that. Yeah. They would have had you not here. <laughs> I definitely did in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but but the thing is, the thing is, yeah. is that is that is that what I want to highlight is that, but you didn't, yeah. and this is very, yeah. very important. It's very, yeah. very important to wait to let oh the God. thing get going. And yeah. to and that and dude, man, it's like Michael Jordan playing, playing, playing baseball. You know what I'm saying? You're like, damn, I'm coming in here. I'm not the star that I think I am. They don't know me from what I'm already a legend in. And, and, and I can't be like, yo, you, you better. They didn't get the memo. You got to just show and prove from the beginning. One of the things I'm going to tell you, man, I, I talked to my uncle, my mom's older brother the other day. old wise uh, OG dude. And he said something to me. He said, you know, you have a beginner's mind or you have to have a beginner's mind. The reason why you know you're on the way to failure is if you get to a point where you're a know-it-all even at the things that you're dope at. So you had to have a beginner's mind. Yeah. You're like, I don't run a studio like this. And the people that do are asking me to do these things. Right. Maybe I should listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should listen. And then the belief in yourself, which is why it was important when you talk about like us and, and what, you know, the conversation we had is that my thing is that for people that got that in them, you got to know, dude, you got it and you can do it. Now, I can't promise you it's going to be easy. Yeah. It might be simple, but I know it'll be worth it if you're willing to submit to this process. And there's going to be some bumps and turns. You're not going to always see the light at the end of the tunnel because the tunnel ain't straight and light don't go around corners. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the kind of the faith piece kicks in. You mentioned your girl having a supportive partner is major game changer on that tip. And I just want to highlight the things that you say, because what we're doing is we're breaking down a success formula. And anytime you have a blueprint or recipe, you can build anything. And I just want to break out these components um, that, that you kind of you kind of like, I don't want to say you glossed over, you said it, but I want to make sure people understand the context of it. Let, let me ask you this question, because you kind of answered it. But was there a moment or a series of moments like, what was your first inspiration? Was it that the photo got picked up? Was it that, like, like when was your first moment where you're like, damn, I could do this. This might be my thing. Yeah. So for me, one of the moments. And, that, and was know, it before or after school or during? It was during college. Um, I was shooting a lot of friends and, and, and trying to help, you know, get my portfolio going. So I was like grabbing all my like good looking friends or whatever and trying yeah. to get them to be in my portfolio. And I did that. So it was always a lot of friends and such. And then I went to a birthday party of a family friend mm -hmm. and who, who knows a lot of like influential people. And she was bigging me up to, uh, to her friend, her friends. And there's some game changers in the building. Um, you know, and one of them was happened to be Princess of Nigeria, <laughs> Keisha, Oma, Keisha Omelana, who is who is an ex supermodel, like from the '90s, like you know those days. Yeah, and she's a princess. She's literally royalty, and uh, she was in in at this birthday party, 
and my friend was telling her like yeah he's a great photographer like and she's like oh word that's what's up like and Keisha like had spent some time away from the game because she had children and uh, she's like you know she wants to like you know do some photo shoots and get back into it and she was like yeah you should shoot with him and then I was mm -hmm. like yeah that'd be great and she's like word like where's your studio and I was like uh, it's in my dorm and it, it, I literally was doing photo shoots at that time in my life in my dorm mm. in Newark New Jersey mm. and uh, I said it I told her in my dorm and I said it like scared because I was like she's not gonna want to shoot with me like I don't have a photo studio or anything she's like cool let's do it and then I was like wow so the yes the yes from my the yes that I got from me saying yes, scared, um, opened up a door. And then when she got, you know, when I see, you know, all my friends on the campus, they know that I'm a photographer. So like, you know, we, we, we see, I'm telling my friends like she's coming through and then her car pulls up luxury Lexus joint, you know, her whole team entourage is in the, in the car and uh, she's walking towards us and it's, you know, walking up to the dorm, it's literally a a runway. <laughs> so it's just her. You know, the Rutgers North Campus, right? Uh, NJIT, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 NJIT, yeah. All right, I know. Yeah. yeah so got there's it. like a, it's just a a long like forty foot, fifty foot runway. walkway, <laughs> and it's just her with her team carrying her bags, and it's like everything's in slow motion. <laughs> She's just walking towards me, and I'm like, oh snap, this is crazy. So she comes into the dorm. We're doing the shoot. Everybody's excited. Eventually, like we do really well, and that, and then I like posted on Facebook uh, at the time, and and then I was like, oh snap, you know, like I just got like royalty and in to come to Newark to shoot with me, and that was my oh snap moment. And then and then like my mom saw the images. And I think she always, like, I was going to college to be an industrial designer. I was going to college to be a business in business marketing. So it's just like, you know, my mom as a parent, she knew that I was going to college and she, I don't think she knew exactly where I wanted to take, where, where the photography thing was going. Mm. And I saw her crying when I, when she, when I posted the photos mm. and she said it, she's like, I see it now. Ooh. And I was like, oh, snap, you know? <laughs> uh, dang, yeah, that, that got me emotional just now. But it's like that, like, you know, she would always support me, too. That's the thing, like, you know, buying me gear or stuff. Like, but at yeah. some point, at some point, you have to show return on investment, right? So it's like, I mean, but we're also, I'm, I'm not, I was, I was, I think, 19 or tw maybe 20. Yeah. so i think it's it's a lot to ask your children and you notice as a father but it's like you and you're good at it too but it's like a lot of parents try to like get them to make adult decisions right away and you, and mm. you give, give your children the freedom to make mistakes but also learn themselves but i think you know it's just it's a different generation so like my mom's like hey college like you know all that but then she started seeing like oh snap there's this there's a talent that he has that he's now worked at to be, there's a talent that he has, that he has now paired with hard work, which became a skill to now 
help him become to help him become a professional to profess that I am a photographer now. Mm. So all that coming together. And I think that was the moment where I was like, yo, you're, you were able to, to, to bring out somebody who is a somebody to come to where you were at for your eye. You should continue this for your opinion, <laughs> right? Your opinion, your eye to come. So that was, that was, that was the moment for me. Yeah, that's important, man. That's important. So, so like, let me ask you this because I know you're, I know you're, um, you know, you're spiritual, you're Christian. I know your faith is important to you. You know, that first going for it and not being sure, how much do you think your faith played in being able to do that? Not knowing, but mustering up, because this is my thing. Like, and I always tell my kids, like, you're never going to make a, a fool out of God and you're ne- and there's and faith will never be unrewarded. Like that, you can't look and see a time when a person believed, really believed, and it didn't happen. If it didn't happen, it wasn't the right time or they didn't really believe. Right. So, so how much do you think that foundation played in you stepping out to give yourself the vulnerability? You know what I'm saying? To get some skin in the game, because in order to risk something, in order to gain something, you got to be willing to risk some embarrassment, humiliation, damn, it might not work. I don't know if I'm good enough. You know, who, what right. about me? I'm just a guy. And whatever you got, whatever song you got going on in your head, you know, how important has your faith played in Europe? Because there's, the, I'm trying to break it down into a recipe. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking about I got about it. All I got the components. You. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, how important would you say that that played in your ability to believe in something that you could not confirm and then got rewarded with it. How important is that for you? Has it been for you? It's been extremely important. And I think that's the beauty of like parenting as well. Like if mm-hmm. my parents didn't instill that in me every single moment that they can. Yep. And I mean, you know, in, in the, in the, um, in the simplistic, you know, every complexity, the complexity is the success every complexity has its origin and simplicity is what my pastor actually said. Damn but it's bars. like, when you, when I'm a kid, right? Especially like if you go up in church and your parents, you know, go, go do all that. If you're actually, even if you don't pay attention, you're hearing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would be in kids church for a while, but then, um, you know, I would then go to like upstairs to the, listen to what the adults are saying, right? But I'm doing that every weekend of my life from birth to 18 years old once a week somebody is speaking into my life oh there it is then (laughs) and it's 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 like like you said about working out at the gym you're not going and grabbing the 50s much like in the bible it says as a child you are to be drinking, you know, you drink milk. And then Jesus at one point says like, yo, it's time for you to eat solid food now. <clears throat> so I was doing this from birth to 18 years old or, or 20 years old when I did that photo shoot um, once a week, listening, you know, going to church. And then, you know, your mom or whatever is listening to CDs in the house of the sermon and catching up and re- re-listening. So it's just like, that's, like when you think about it it's like it's indirectly affecting my life and i like what you said when you were asking the question you said you know what were you doing to like muster up the, and i was like oh snap like 
what was I doing to mustard up the faith? Because it says the seed, all you need is the size Tied together. of a mustard. <laughs> Tied together. <laughs> <coughs> All you need is the size of a mustard seed. Uh, you know, it says in the Bible that you just like need that one. the size of a mustard seed. Like that. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very small seed. And I got a nice little photo, pro not little, <laughs> little, but I got a nice photo project that I've been planning out dealing with mustard seeds because I do believe faith has seriously been uh, major in my development and uh you know from from then until now and even now um but it, i think it's so important that uh you know even if it's you know whatever your beliefs are um i do think there is something about faith and and how it affects your life and how it how it can affect your life because your your words create your world right that's that's what they say in the bible right so <clears throat> life and death is in the power of the tongue if you have somebody speaking death into you all the time, you suck, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're whatever, uh, you know, look at everybody who, almost everybody, because I, I, I can't say everybody because that's an extreme statement, but almost everybody that you know that uh, is into crime or whatever, or even like, like <clears throat> you look into like world leaders who use their power for bad, Hitler. Like his backstory is crazy. It's not, there wasn't life being spoken into it. But then at some point, people then spoke life into the death that was spoken into him. That's the crazy part is because it, 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 it's, it's just him at one point, the death was spoken to him, but then somebody else was like, oh, snap, <clears throat> let's bring that to life. And then that to life, becomes, uh, it, it then spreads like wildfire. And that message then, you know, does what it does, World War II and the and Holocaust and all that. But that's just one example. Think of all the other people who are destroying their life and destroying other people's life because life was not spoken into them, but death was. So for me and my family, I'm great. You know, we talk about grateful for, the, you know, the families that we grew up in um, because, and it's not that everything was pretty. But for me, they decided to always make sure that life was being spoken into. Yes, I was called stupid for decisions that I made. I did make dumb decisions as a kid, but for, the for the most, but for the most part, when it came to making sure that the foundation was set, they're like, yo, like that was dumb that what you did. And the reason why it's dumb is because we didn't spend our lives making sure that you know how smart you are. For you to make a decision like this you're better than this mm. so faith yes you know faith is so so monumental so monumental and, and foundational to like who i am today yeah that's good man that's beautiful uh you know creating the environment i was telling i don't know who i was talking to the other day but i don't watch scary movies anymore because i understand how the mind works but when i did watch scary movies um there was Bruh, a, i'm with you i'm with no you. i don't I grew I'm up on scary you. movies. I grew up watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a nine-year-old and 10 years old. I'm like, damn, I'm supposed to go to sleep and live a, 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 a secure life I'm now that you. I know Michael Myers and Jason is in the ocean and in the lake and all that. Um, but Halloween, there was an episode, I think the one that Rob Zombie did, and it was like the prequel to Halloween, right? 
And it was basically Michael Myers growing up as a kid. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tying into the Hitler thing, right? When you watch this movie, you're like, yeah, you had to become Michael Myers. You had to turn, turn into a serial killer. Wasn't no life going on being spoken to him at home. You're talking about trauma and abuse and kind of weirdness. And so as, as humans, we have built into us this I thing, this yearning for more. Now, what we want more of will be determined by the foundation that was laid. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so you're speaking to faith, which I always say is the secret sauce. It's the most important ingredient in a successful yeah. principle. Right, like, like, right. like if you're making a dish, like the majority of the stuff that you're going to be putting in is faith. Yeah. Consistency, not giving up. Like those are like garnishes and stuff like, but the base of it, like the meat of it is faith. And if yeah. you don't have that foundation, it, it, like you're already working against yourself. It almost makes sense to not start a thing until you make sure you believe in something. And like you said, if it's God and that can work, do, but you need to, I tell my son all the time, he just started shooting baskets. I said, you'll never make a shot that you don't see going in the basket. Yeah, that's very true. You're never going to shoot him. Like, that's right. They, they say, go. Like, oh, win it. like it, life doesn't happen like that. Yeah, they say like players have to have amnesia because if you miss a shot, like, all right, I don't care. Like I'm making the next one. I don't know what book it was uh because it's all just one book at this point but they were talking (laughs) right (laughs) it's just one book with mad (laughs) chapters right but they were talking about world uh, class wide receivers in the nfl right and they said one of the biggest abilities and skills for a wide receiver successful like jerry rice level type dudes was to be able to mess up a play and flush their brain and start from scratch for the new play Like being able, damn man, we needed that point, man. We're about to lose, like, like, cause you, cause you start, you'll start, you'll start doing something in your head. Your, your head will start getting at you. So if you don't have that foundation that you're talking about to, to combat that, you might start, man. They counted on me. I let, and then, and then if you go on the field with that, it's a wrap. You're about to turn the ball over. You might as well be playing for the other team.